0: Hello everybody and welcome to episode 15 of the Talking Florable podcast. Excuse us if you hear any music in the background, any sounds of water. We are indeed recording this from Singapore itself. Your hosts for this one, myself, James, and Mari is back with me. Hello, Mari.
1: Hello, James.
0: It's very relaxed setting. (laughs) You know, we're really getting the Singapore vibe here. Uh, We're recording this by our hotel pool on the Thursday morning, just before the event starts on the Saturday. And uh, how have you been finding Singapore so far, Manny?
1: I think Singapore is an amazing location, I must say. Um, The weather is really hot and humid, but I mean, I feel like I'm already getting used to it, although we have been here for two days now. Oh, this is kind of our second full day. I think it, it has been really lovely so far. What, what do you think, James?
0: Yeah, jet lag hasn't hit me too hard, so...
1: It, it did hit me this morning okay. when I woke up at 6am. Um, but good for you. Midnight.
0: <laughs> you woke up at midnight finish time. I went to the gym. <laughs> what we're more used to. Um, but yeah, thank you all for tuning in. This is, uh, as we said, a more relaxed episode as we... Go to preview the women's wfc in singapore we'll go down break it down group by group team by team give our little our thoughts on some players that you might want to look out for some interesting stories along the way and then we'll round it all up with uh, our predictions of who we think is going to be leaving singapore as world champions and medalists at this world championships So let's go back to front. Let's start with Group D, Mari, in this Women's World Championships. Group D, Denmark, Japan, Estonia, and USA. There's a lot of interesting stories in this one. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we have Japan, first of all, we'll start off with Japan who uh, couldn't, they qualified last time for Uppsala, but due to COVID restrictions couldn't make it across. So it's been a long time for Japan since they last played in the World Championships. And um, they had a very interesting qualifications against uh, Australia and Thailand, mm. sneaking through uh, alongside with Australia as the top two just ahead of Thailand, but um, a bit yeah. of an unknown force,
1: right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, Japan, they left th- oh, Japan and Australia both left Thailand upset at the qualifications. And, uh, well... We have many skillful players in Team Japan. For, for example, Yui Goto, uh, number three. Also number eight, Mahiro Timichu. And number four, Rei Goto. I think they were all mentioned in the team presentations as well that they are some of the like skillful players, dangerous attackers, tough defenders. So definitely you want to keep an eye on these players especially.
0: And we love Japan at World Championships. They're always very respectful, always very clean and tidy. I know the LOC are going to appreciate that. Oh
1: yes, because in Singapore you, you have to like, act well. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot leave your rubbish on the street or anywhere. So. The other teams
0: in Group D, Denmark, Estonia and USA. Denmark and Estonia both coming through the European Qualies. Uh, Manny, you saw a bit of Denmark as they were in uh, Latvia, I believe, for the the qualifications. Any thoughts on them? They're obviously a bit of a transitioning team because they've got a very youthful squad here, uh, very, very young. I think one of them, I think, uh, on average, they are the youngest team at this tournament. Uh, What are your opinions, having seen them in qualies?
1: I mean, like you said, they have a really, really young team. Uh, coming to this World Championships. Uh, I think the qualification event for Team Denmark was a tough one. So, I mean, we shall see what they will do here in Singapore. They do have some more experienced players on the roster as well, for example, number 14, Anna Habesatte. So, I mean, we, we do know that they have skills as well, but of course, the young age, we will see how their performance develops during this event as well
0: and yes if you're wondering that is a tropical bird you can hear in the background uh, yeah it just, wasn't it
1: wasn't me it not was, James it wasn't Mari
0: <laughs> or someone from team Denmark uh, but it's funny you should talk about Anna Habersada as one of the more experienced players considering she's uh, only 20 years of
1: age <laughs> I know but I mean she was already in the uh, women's WC in Uppsala two years ago for example so yeah. Um, she is one of the leaders of that team, and I remember her from Uppsala, and she scored some amazing goals. I think Denmark they were playing against Czech Republic, possibly, mm. and she had a that was a really good game from Habsata. I think she scored like two goals um, in that game, and that was just an example like how how skillful player she is.
0: Yeah, and she was also in Katowice for the under-19 WFC. Exactly, so yes. I guess you can have as much possible experience as you can at 20 years of age. Uh, but as we're saying, a very young Danish team in particular. Uh, I think the of the three oldest players on the team, two of them are goalkeepers. So. There you go. A lot of youthful forward and you expect to see them, I guess, a lot of energy on the field, a lot of running back and forth, which uh, may come into their favour considering of the climate that we're in. Although both venues are, of course, air-conditioned. So. Yeah. So we'll move on. Estonia, Esti uh, Besti, as you could say. Uh, they are also in Group D alongside the other teams of Denmark, Japan and USA. Estonia, I saw in qualifications in Excuse my pronunciation, Lignano Sabiadoro. I
1: think that's a good pronunciation of that place, though.
0: If I make the Italian hands while I say it, then I feel like I'm more authentic.
1: And you are doing that right now, and I'm definitely, like, on board with this one.
0: (laughs) The Estonia, very good, um, solid team. A very good team spirit, I think. Uh, Close-knit team. A lot of the players, um, as there are only really Three women's clubs in Estonia, uh, a lot of the players actually either play together or know each other extremely well growing up, playing on the same teams. And of course it would be remiss of me if I didn't mention from Estonia the one of their standout highlight players, Saskia Ormak in goal, uh plays for Era Vikinget in the f and is one of the best goalies in, in the Finnish top division. So she if she's called upon I'm sure she will stand tall, stand on her head for Estonia. And as I was saying as well, like several several teams, um, several players on teams in Estonia, Sparta and Maulukul. Maul, you're going to have to help me with this <laughs> because Finnish pronunciation very close to Estonian. Esti Maulikul. Esti Maulikul, there Esti you go. Mauliku. So that's another one of I don't, the... I
1: don't even know if that was right though.
0: One of the big two you could say in uh, in Estonia alongside Sparta. So a lot of the players knowing knowing each other very well. And uh, Diana Klavan as well, another standout player who was on the TPS team in Finland in the top division not too long ago and was part of their championship winning side from the previous season. So I, very good players on Estonia.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I also want to mention from Team Estonia in the team presentations where they mentioned like their most dangerous attacker is Piret Puidak who is a number 36 and they rode fast skillful and unpredictable also sometimes funny (laughs) so only sometimes not all the time but just sometimes
0: i'm not sure who's going to experience that the best then the referees or
1: (laughs) yeah i don't know how like will she show that funny side during the match or is it more like on field or off field well we shall see i guess (laughs)
0: All we know is it's going to be pure vibes from Estonia. <laughs> and uh, definitely, I think for Estonia, they're g- certainly their ambition is going to be finishing top two in this group and challenging Denmark for that top position. Let's move on to the final team of this group, Group D. And well, it's a team full of stories, isn't it, Mari?
1: USA. Oh, my God, indeed. Well, of course, we need to mention definitely number 14, Diffany Gerber, who has played in so many world championships <laughs> so far and Singapore is already her ninth world championships final round. Yeah. At the event.
0: And uh, there's someone on Team USA also who was here back in 2005, last time this was hosted. Was it her? Was it Tiffany? It's
1: her, I guess. It is her. I think it's... Her.
0: We're going to ask our colleagues but for more information just, who are sitting by us. Yeah. Sarah Mitchell from Competition, Sarah. Yes. Was it Tiffany Gerber who was previously in Singapore?
1: Yes. Is it her?
0: Okay, we get confirmation from Competition Department of the IFF.
1: The issue that when I was trying to check something, then obviously I didn't have internet, so probably that's the reason why you shouldn't do podcasts or any other work around the pool area because the internet or Wi-Fi might not work. No, you should
0: always do podcasts. But then on the other
1: hand, yes, but okay, maybe, maybe, maybe. Just yes, she was here in 2005. Yes.
0: So one of the only, I believe, one of the, I think, the only player. Is she to return back from 2005 at this World Championships, 18 years later? We'll have to confirm that, but we know for a fact that she is extremely experienced, as you said, Marie, and not just experienced on the field, but also a leader off the field for this team. So Tiffany is probably the only person familiar out of all the players with what's going on here in Singapore, although we are in different arenas this time than when we were in 2005. And of course, how can we not talk about usa and not talk about megan addington the goalkeeper oh. she's going to be making history as she is the oldest person oldest player to play an active world championships if she uh, as soon as she plays her first game uh, i will spare her from saying her age because that is rude for men Definitely. to talk about women's mm-hmm. ages and also another record she is this is the first time in history that a mother and son playing a World Championships in the same year together. Her son, Keen Addington, was playing earlier this year in Denmark in the under-19s. So, Can you get a cooler story than that? No. You really we f-
1: can try, but no.
0: So just, again, like Estonia, pure vibes all around for this USA team. They're really, really happy to be here. I'm sure so many smiles already, so many social media posts and they haven't even got here yet and we haven't even... Played their first game, so we're very much looking forward to seeing how USA go on. All right, Maddie, let's move on to Group C: Germany, Australia, the hosts Singapore, and les débutants at this uh, World yoy Championships, yoy. and all World Championships. France. We'll start off with the, on paper, the strongest team in this group: Germany. Again, uh, extremely well drilled. Very strong, most of their players coming from the German League, which is a very good division in Germany. Mari, you having played there yourself in the German League.
1: Well, maybe we shouldn't talk about that too much, though.
0: <laughs> and you're actually friends with uh, some of the players on this team, I believe.
1: Uh, yeah, it will be really nice. It's always nice to see them play in the World Championships or see them play in the national team. And of course, I'm really looking forward to seeing them here in Singapore and representing Germany and, you know, it's it's really an amazing feeling. Um, and I mean the whole team. They, they are saying that a fifth place in the World Championships is a realistic goal to reach for Team Germany. What do you think, James?
0: It's going to be very tough. I mean, we know how strong Polish women's team and Slovakia are. Mm. We'll get to them in Group B. Um, and I'm sure... It all depends on the luck of the draw, who they'll draw in that playoff round if they do finish top of their group in Group C. Yes. But I think it's paramount for Germany if they want to get top five, they have to finish top of this Group C. Definitely. Um, And on paper, as we said, they should be able
1: to. Yeah, that is realistic, of course, that they will be be the team number one in Group C. But then the fifth place, we shall see. We shall see how it goes. Because, of course, they are after the fifth place, because it would mean that they would qualify for the World Games in 2025 in Chengdu, China, because top five teams will will go to the World Games.
0: And it's uh, similar to Estonia in a way. There's a lot of um, makeup on this German team of uh, two clubs in Germany, the top two clubs, UHC Sparkasse Wiesenfels and Dumpener Fücher. Fücher? Füche. I should know. I lived in Germany for a year. That is embarrassing. Uh, fuchsia, yeah, which is Foxes.
1: So, <laughs> right.
0: Um, I'll just say Wiesenfels and Foxes, those make up most of the players on this team. Um, and then you get a couple from Leipzig Froning and also a couple from the Swiss League, both goalkeepers playing in the Swiss League. Nura Holler for Piranha Tour and senk uh, Senkpiel for Red Ants Winter Tour. So it's a nice little mix of German-Swiss players, Swiss, German-based and Swiss-based players. And we've even got one Swedish-based player thrown in for the mix, playing for Alveshaw, AIK, Inibandi in Elena Broeke. So, yeah,
1: Elena Broeke with who I played in Bonn.
0: There you go. <laughs> so uh, if Mari is predicting Germany are going to be world champions, but...
1: Um... I'm not predicting that. <laughs>
0: and Elena Broecker, top scorer.
1: <laughs> I'm not even allowed to predict anything.
0: <laughs> but we, I guess we can both say that we're going to be strong.
1: And also um, Elena is the sister of Froger brothers from um, men's team. Germany, German men's team.
0: There you go, the more you know. So Germany, strong on paper. We'll move on to... The team that finished top in Qualies, I believe in the AOFC, well, they were joint top alongside Japan in Australia, who've had a little bit of a, um, let's just say, not the smoothest training camps, with uh, both of their head coaches, or their head coach and their assistant coach, um, getting food poisoning.
1: Oh no. So
0: uh, having to spend... Six-day six training camp in Western Australia. With the rotation of coaches, one in bed, one coaching, and then swap for the food poisoning, which isn't ideal. And uh, but I'm sure there's a very good energy, very good vibe, as always from every Australian team. Oh Men, yes, definitely. Women, juniors, it doesn't matter. They're always going to give us good vibes and uh, good feelings for sure.
1: And the fact that we are thinking about different video ideas. And we always mention that, of course, we will do this with Team Australia. Or like, they will definitely do this. So I think that's, um, that's also, that's showing the vibes.
0: Yeah, so if you're an Australian player listening to this, no pressure, but we are going to be harassing you over this World Championship. Well, not
1: harassing, harassing <laughs> you, but we are to... We In a will, polite way. We are like inviting you to join us to have some fun. Let's say it that way
0: to create vibes.
1: Yes, to create vibes.
0: There you go. And And uh, also
1: to make our job more fun. I mean it is already fun but also like...
0: So you keep an eye on our social medias and you might see a lot of the Australian players. (laughs) Let's just put it that way. And um, as always it's the familiar suspects, they've got a bit more of an experienced team um, with a couple of youthful prospects sprinkled in throughout. Uh, captain from the under-19 team in Katowice last year, Sophie Gartner, uh, is now in the senior team. Uh, familiar name in Australian floorball with her two brothers, Dan and Tomas, who are both in the men's team.
1: Okay, now it's raining. I, I, I just said earlier that, like, I just said like, probably like 10 minutes ago or something that it's going to rain soon and it's raining. Hopefully
0: this isn't a uh, bad, you know, karma or bad, what's it? bad vibes for Austra- australia as we're talking about them and it starts raining but
1: no i think it's just like refreshing <laughs> it is, it is singapore to... it rains yes, every 10 minutes exactly
0: here. so so yeah sophie gartner for the aussies and then alongside her as always your st- stalwarts of this team in yasmin Skeen in particular and uh well how can we not talk about the captain She's been here for many, many years. She's a coach in Western Australia, blake Hodges, and uh, she'll be looking to lead by example for this Australian
1: side. And of course, I think Team Australia, they are also happy that we are now on this side of the world, so to say, that they don't need to travel all the way to Europe for world championships, but actually, they could just travel to Singapore and, yeah. you know.
0: So not a 24-hour flight, only a five-hour flight for the Australians Yes, which
1: is better than the 24-hour flight.
0: And a shout-out as well to Ruby Wright, who plays in my team in Helsinki, in Helsinki United, in the second division in Finland, uh, looking for a couple of goals from the halfway line from Ruby. Let's go. Moving on to the next team in Group C, the hosts. Well, and it's a rainy Singapore as we record this, and we'll see if... The Singaporean team can lift the spirits of their hosts and all their fans are going to be watching in the stands. Mari, it's a bit of a a question mark of the Singapore team as we obviously we didn't see them in qualies. They didn't need to qualify. Mm. So we don't really know how they stack up against, say, the Australians and Japan's of their region. But how do you think they'll do?
1: Yeah, the thing is that we haven't seen them in in the recent events because obviously they didn't play in the qualifications then we had the men's aofc cup but not the women's aofc cup yet uh, obviously they weren't in the southeast asian games that were played earlier this year um, so we could maybe
0: although those teams were a bit different they didn't yeah i don't think any team had their strongest team there was a Mix of players for those Sea Games.
1: Exactly. Um, the thing is, of course, what they, the team Singapore also mentions is that they train together a lot, like year round. So they actually they have a lot of time to, you know, get to know each other, play together, train together, which is of course good for your team before the World Championships. Um, so I think that is definitely their strength, but we shall see, we shall see.
0: And I think they're the only team in the tournament where all of their players play in the same same country, same league. So all the yeah. Singapore players playing in the top division in Singapore, in the women's league. And uh, as you say, they know each other very well. Um, a lot of, lot of good chemistry and also um, a lot of good players. Mindy Lim. Definitely a standout player who is one to watch, and uh, she re- she recovered from a quite a bad injury, I believe, not too long ago, but she's back full fitness and raring to go.
1: Definitely. Then also number eight, City Nurhalica who is um, who has played in Czech Republic at one point, I I think, um, a few years ago. I I, did, I have a memory of this transfer that I've seen um, she's one of their like best forwards definitely and will score some goals in this tournament for sure
0: so Singapore are definitely going to be looking to fight Australia for that second place in Group C but um, fighting them as well will be debutants we said France who came through qualifications earlier this year in Europe and they secured their place for the first time in the history of French floorball federation in the world championships both juniors and seniors so it's the first time we will hear the french national anthem at a world championships that's
1: amazing and then like watching the team staff at qualifications how proud they were singing that national anthem and uh i can't wait to see that moment actually and to see france playing their first game in the world championships
0: yeah they will be definitely relying on, as they did in qualifications, their goalkeeper Zuzana Kandrikova, Slovak by birth but French by citizenship and she's been living in France for several, several years now and was incredibly impressive in the qualifications in Lignano Sabiadoro. She was instrumental in that 1-0 win over Hungary in which they uh, secured the win and then she also helped in the dying seconds against Italy where they drew to basically secure their qualification with the win and the draw. And uh, of course, we still we have to talk about their offensive powers. I'm sure they will be looking to score some goals at a World Championship and who will get the honour of scoring the first goal ever for France at a World Championship. Maybe Marine Klopfenstein who plays in the Swiss League for Grimmels and possibly several others who are based throughout Switzerland and France. And um, it's going to be an interesting mix of of, of really sort of close players. A lot of them playing in the French League, a lot of them knowing each other very well. And a little funny story, we had the under-19 qualifications in August for the World Championships in Lahti next year.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Playing in that under-19 tournament was Cassandre Girardet, who played as a goalkeeper and now she's playing as a forward in the Women's World Championship. So
1: That's amazing.
0: Cassandra going from goalkeeper to forward, and maybe she'll be the one who will get the goal, the first ever goal at <laughs>
1: yeah. World Championship. Could
0: be, could be. So France, I'm certainly sure I spoke with their head coach not too long ago, and he said that they're, they're not looking to come here and just enjoy. They are looking to come here and compete, and they're looking to try and get their first win at some stage. Obviously, they know their limitations, they know it's going to be very hard against uh, Germany in particular in their group, but they're still going to try and make sure they don't leave here
1: empty-handed. Definitely, and and they will definitely make most of this experience coming to Singapore, playing in their first WSC final round. So, of course, it's also an experience that you need to enjoy and cherish for, for the future.
0: Let's move on to Group B and quite possibly the best team in this World Championships. On paper, they are eight times World Champions in a row, they're going for nine in a row. I I don't know many other sports where that's even a thing, but it's Sweden, of course. And what can we say that hasn't already been said about Sweden, buddy?
1: Uh, I think, yeah. Not not much. I think previously when we have talked about Team Sweden and seeing them in the qualifications and any other event where they play, they always look so confident and strong. And it doesn't matter who their opponent is, they will always give 100%. So, I mean, that will happen at this event as well. And they will be... It is hard for any other team in this group B. To beat sweden and it will be really hard for any other team in this tournament to win against sweden
0: they've got an incredible strength and in depth it's just unbelievable we that, can
1: mention like every oh, player
0: yeah, yeah it's i think yeah players on their fourth line could go into other teams first line second line yes instantly so definitely it's, and in the goalkeeper position as well, I mean, I feel sorry for whoever had to make the call on taking only two goalies from Sweden to, to this World Championships because they are absolutely stacked. Um, but returning Lovisa Hedin and Matilda Ustombeeson, Matilda starting that final two years ago in Uppsala in which they won in overtime against Finland. So it's really, yeah. Let's just say Ellen Rasmussen, Kaiser Elm, Maja Wiestrom, Vistrom, Noah Schob Clara Mullin, Ida Sundberg, <laughs> Hannah Nordström, Emily Vibron, I just, I uh ah, uh, uh. yeah, so let's just say expectations are very high for the Swedish team. Yes. I think they know that more than anybody. Exactly.
1: Out. And they will have high expectations for themselves.
0: Well, it's probably gold or bust for Sweden. And one team certainly trying to stop them from getting that goal will be the Czech Republic who earlier this year in the EFT, for the first time in their history for the women's team, the Czech women beat Sweden women. So maybe that's a good omen ahead of these world championships for a, as always, young Czech side, who both the men and women are sort of going through a, um, a new generation, as you could say, for, yeah. for their floorball program. The Czechs, as always, are a variety of players in different leagues, uh, many based in the Czech Republic, several in Sweden and several in Switzerland, even one in Finland. So it's a real sort of strength in talent, various players across various leagues, and uh, as always, several players to watch from this Czech side who will be looking to maybe surprise Sweden, not only in the group stages, but towards the latter stages. Mari, what are your thoughts on this Czech team?
1: Well, like you said, I think floorball in general in Czech Republic and among the Czech national teams is developing. Uh, They are playing fast and entertaining floorball. So, I do have high expectations for this team as well.
0: Well, they've gone through a bit of a drought on the women's stage. It's been a long, long time. I think since the last time they they won even a medal. Yeah. So, I think the first...
1: Maybe now it's time.
0: The first, task number one, <laughs> win a medal. What colour that might be is up to the Czech team, but it's it's certainly something that they're going to keep their eyes on going forward, and, and I'm sure that their coaching staff is going to believe in them. I mean, Definitely. T- 2011 was the last time they won a bronze medal, and ever since then, it's been heartbreak against Switzerland and Finland in, in the bronze medal games.
1: Do you think Singapore will there de- will be there, like happy place. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's it's a new environment for a lot of teams, especially all the European teams. So it'll be interesting to see if any teams struggle with being out here. It's uh, great to experience a different culture and, and, and showcase a different part of the floorball world. As we always seem to be in Europe, it's nice to mm. come and show that this really is a world floorball championships and not just a European Europe, floorball yeah. championships. And... Um, yeah, maybe some teams will struggle with the adaptation to Singapore and we'll see whether the Czechs will be that or whether they will come strong and uh, finish the group second, first or maybe one of the other two teams in their group can surprise them and maybe most likely too is the Polish side who as we know are full of star players. Let's bring in Monica, Monica Kraus from the, from the IFF competition department. Why not?
1: Now joining Monica Kraus from the IFF.
0: Big round of applause, everyone at home. Woohoo! Well, for the first time in the podcast, Monica Hello, Kraus. Hello, everyone.
1: Uh, I'm very happy to be here. Uh, I would like to say that uh, Team Poland uh, will be fifth on this World Championships. Thank you.
0: Incredible in depth analysis there from Monica. Wow. Thank
1: you. Fifth
0: place prediction for the Polish member of the IFF. And, um, well, they might agree with her, they might not agree with her in the Polish team. We know they'll be certainly pushing Slovakia and the Czech Republic. I mean, they played the Czech Republic Poland in qualifications earlier this year. And that mm. was very back and forth, very, very close. Mm. Zuzana Krzak, uh scored five, the first five goals for Poland in that game. <laughs> uh, so she's certainly one to look out for.
1: Definitely. Alongside,
0: yeah. um, well, Veronica Nuga from Zuk. Do I have to say it? Yeah, I do have to say My Maya Hellman, <laughs> from Malmo. I feel like every time there's a World Championships, yeah. yes. we talk about Ma- Maya Hellman.
1: I just get a pillow. <laughs> I probably looked like I'm really uncomfortable or something. This but is that's, s- oh, this is so com- this comfortable. This is the service
0: enough. you get in Singapore, um, And I
1: also want to mention Dominika Puczek because, wow, she is a very, very good player. And also, I feel like she's a really entertaining player.
0: And she's, know, she's only 21. She
1: celebrates those goals. And I love to see that.
0: The, the craziest thing is she's only 21. She feels like she's been around for 10 years. But uh, Exactly. Even their goalkeepers are very strong. Abramczyk, who was in the under-19s in Katowice last year, making her step up to the senior team in Poland. And, uh, yeah, I, I, as we always say, it's, it seems to always be a fight for fifth. For Poland and Slovakia, and this is an extra special fight for fifth if it does become that this year, considering what's on stake in the Championships. Exactly.
1: Going to China in 2025.
0: For the World Games, not just for holiday?
1: Yeah, this is. (laughs) We don't have a voucher for a holiday in China, it's the the World Games.
0: And uh, we're really happy that the World Games will have both men and women for the first time ever for floorball, and there will be interesting to see which five european nations will go i, I think we're relatively comf- confident about four of them and maybe we'll see about the fifth one whether it will be poland or whether it will be slovakia slovensko well we had the polish person of the iff talking about um poland and maybe i'll have a couple of words speak about slovakia since Please i am do. Please do. half slovak uh, no bias here, of course. As you can tell by my accent, I am very British as well. But no, no British team in the World Championships, I'm afraid.
1: Yeah, and I saw the British side of James yesterday, like pretty well when when our colleague got Tim Tams from um, from the shop, and then
0: any British people listening to this or Australians for that matter will know Tim Tams are a cheap rip-off imitation of Penguin bars. <laughs> <laughs> okay, This is the analysis you get on our WFC preview show. And,
1: and I saw that pretty side of James and I got a bit worried and scared because he was being a bit aggressive, because obviously this is a very important topic for him.
0: If, if anybody goes on holiday to the UK, I highly recommend going into a Tesco, going into a Waitrose, going in Sainsbury's, whatever it may be, getting a penguin bar. Very easy, very distinguishable, they have penguins on the cover best snack you'll have and definitely miles better than the cheap Australian Tim Tams. Anyway, back to Slovakia. We will get
1: so much hate from from the horses after this. (laughs) We'll
0: go back to Slovakia now. (laughs) And uh, well, it's another strong, strong team. Several players based in several different countries from Switzerland to Sweden to Czech Republic and even in Slovakia itself. Uh, You've got the Hudakova sisters. Paulina and Kristina, who are always super strong and have been part of this team for several years now, uh, one of the sort of the core foundations of the Slovakia team, are the Hudakovas, alongside uh, Captain Katarina Klapitova and, well, the young starts. there's a young sort of group coming through as well in Laura <laughs> Hupekova and uh, Linda Pujisova and several players who were part of the under-19 team in Katowice who make their step up it's a it's a mixed bag really it's it's very strong very experienced and very young Slovakia seem to have it all or maybe i'm just being biased
1: Uh, no you are not biased (laughs) at all (laughs) um just want to say that Paulina hudakova um in 2017 she has the most points uh from a single wsc tournament show so she's um having that record of most points from a single WSE tournament, which is like 27 points, 12 goals and 15 assists.
0: Just makes it look like cutting through butter with a hot knife almost, makes it look so yes. easy. So yes, Slovakia, like well it's a very competitive, tough group, that group B, and it'll be very, very interesting to see who comes out on top and who, who goes through and progresses to the, semi-finals and who gets that fifth spot possibly well group a we'll move on to and it will be probably the team that would be pushing sweden the hardest at this tournament again incredibly talented through all manner of manner of facts from forward to defense to goalkeeper it's finland and mari as the finnish person in this podcast (laughs) i'll let you take over
1: uh, I must say that I think I have under, underestimated Team Finland. Like I don't know if I, if I just like didn't want to say that aloud earlier, but I feel like previously when we talked about the upcoming World Championships, I obviously said after seeing Sweden in the qualifications in Latvia earlier this year, I said that Sweden will take home the gold, and I think I was rather confident about that back in February or March, whenever we we did like the podcast about that. Um, But now I have to say that this might be Team Finland's year. (laughs) I'm saying it because um, all the posts that I'm seeing from the players, all the interviews I'm seeing from the Finnish players, from the team uh, officials and, you know, anyone, they they are so confident that coming to Singapore uh, will be a successful world championships for them. Um, it's, I don't know, there's just something. And they, they are talking about their team all the time when they are referring to their team. They are like, we have the best team in, in so many years here in these world championships. So I think they will definitely challenge Sweden. And they, hmm, it will be tough. It will be, hmm.
0: Well, let's talk about some of the players on this Finland team. Uh, many will be familiar with Una and Vera Kaupi. The Kaupi twins. Of course. They play for the most dominant team in Sweden, in Türengruppen, and have been uh, a staple of this Finnish women's side for many years already. And they're still not even, the, not even that old. Both 97, so what, 26 years of age for both?
1: They and have many years Many, still. many years
0: still ahead of them. And uh, we will
1: see them in the Champions Cup final as well.
0: Of course, we will. We will, as Turan Griffin have been dominant yet again. Well, Marie, I have to mention her because she plays for your hometown team and she has been unbelievable this season in the F-Liga. Uh, top point scorer. I have lost count on how many points she's actually scored. Well,
1: we just say many, like... Too many? Yes. <laughs> Is that possible? Too many points? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but for those of you wondering, Mari, who, who are we talking about?
1: We are of course talking about Misa Turunen from Saipa. From Saipa Salibendi, from Lappeenranta.
0: Turunen, well, she was part of the under-19s in Katowice, uh, got 10 points in five games already at a young age. She was one of the mm. underage players playing there. Yeah. Um, the youngest player on the team, I think and she's gone from being part of the under 19 squad, which she's still eligible for. Yes. Because she's 18 years of age, and she's now on the top line of the Finnish women's senior team.
1: With the Kauppi twins.
0: With the twins,
1: I mean, that will be a, I don't even know what to say. Dangerous trio. Yeah.
0: Uh, if, you're, if you're looking for one player to watch at these World Championships, it has to be Misa. I mean, the, 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 the rise she's had in the past year and a half has been incredible and um, I'm not sure how long she might stay at Saipa because there are many rumors already that she's being accosted by every team in Europe basically. Any
1: team would want her, like any team.
0: From Switzerland to Sweden. So. Yes. I'm sure next season will be interesting whether she'll stay with Saipa or whether she will indeed make a move somewhere else. And uh, let, me just, let me just get the stats up mm-hmm. for you because, yeah, we're not mm-hmm. going to stop talking about Misa Turanen. Um, yeah,
1: she's number 15, so just keep an eye on number 15, first line, Team Finland.
0: In 13 games for Saipa this season, Misa Turanen has 46 points. 13 games, 46 points. 19 goals, 27 assists. She is 14 points ahead of the next highest point scorer in the F-Liga in her teammate for this Women's World Championships, Mila Nordlund from TPS. So, um, yeah, a uh, new favorite player for a lot of people, I'm sure, at these World Championships, Misa Turanen, alongside all of the TPS squad who are coming, back, coming off back-to-back championships in the Finnish division uh Finnish women's division so many TPS players in this team uh, including even the coach head coach of TPS Aki Vilander Aki Vilander who's an assistant coach uh, to this women's team in in Finland who's led by Lassi Kuronen so yeah as you said Mari Finland are really going to be pushing Sweden in this and and well, the sky's the limit, really. The sky's the limit. And we'll see how far they can go. Yeah. I think it all depends, also, on that semi-final matchups. Who gets who?
1: Definitely. And and once again, like you have, you have talked about it already. But also how they will adapt, because of course, coming from Finland, I'm being Finnish myself. <laughs> coming from Finland, when it was snowing, and what it felt like minus nineteen degrees when we left. On Monday night coming here and it feels like 30 or 35 all the time so it's a big big difference
0: I mean yeah that's for us in Helsinki um, yeah um, minus 12 minus 19 feels like but for Hannah Nimela who plays <laughs> up in Olu um, and maybe also the Turing group and girls who play up in um, the north of Sweden yeah it's gonna be what a thirty-five degree Celsius swing in temperature, from cold to hot. So, yeah. But I guess it's better going from cold to hot than hot to cold.
1: Mm, yeah, possibly. So. Yeah.
0: Let's go on to the second team in Group A. Switzerland. 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 obviously, very experienced. Many experienced players on their team list, and a couple of youngsters also coming through. But it's a. Uh, it's an interesting mix, and, and maybe on paper not the strongest Swiss team we've ever seen at World Championships, but my word, there are some amazing players still on this roster, Mari.
1: Yeah, I mean, many of the top players uh, retired or ended their playing career after, after W C in Uppsala. For example, Michel Vicky, one of them. Um, Florina Marti as well. Um, Well, there are so many, like, I mean, if I could start like saying all these players, we would spend the whole like another 15 minutes, I think. Um, So definitely the the team has changed a lot since 2021 and especially since 2019 uh, when we saw a very strong Swiss team in Neuchâtel. But I mean, Switzerland, they have won in Singapore before and for them, I mean, they even mentioned in the team presentations last time the W.C. came to Singapore. Who won, exactly? So <laughs> that's
0: something special in the air. Yes. In Switzerland, Singapore. You know.
1: Yes, there is something. You
0: know. They've been staying at the Swiss Club, which is a de facto—it's it's a sort of compound, you could say, or a country club, Swiss, Swiss Club here in Singapore, um, where the embassy is located, and there's a a vast array of, of sports facilities that they have been using and, and chilling and, and eating Swiss food and drinking Rivella, so they are very sort of, so our Swiss colleague is not, is too shy. Commenting. She's not coming on the podcast, so uh, unfortunately. But we will speak about the Swiss team. As you are saying, Marie. a lot of players um, transitioning and a lot of players who are still quite new, but. The two players who aren't very new, who have been around for a while, the goalkeepers actually in, in Lara Heine and Monika Schmid, who have both been around for a, a while for for the Swiss national team. And of course Heine playing her, her floorball in Pigspo in Sweden, and uh, she's one of the star players of the Swiss side. Definitely. Um, it will be remiss of us to not mention Corinne Ruttiman who is going to be breaking the Swiss record for the most number of appearances for the national team at this World Championships when she plays her first game here. Uh, 136 appearances, I believe, which is phenomenal for floorball.
1: Yeah, Corinne is also very high on the scoring leader statistics in, in the World Championships records, so we shall see what she's going to do in these World Championships. Obviously, Cecilia Dinardo is not playing anymore. Um, but it would always go. It would. It would always be this battle between Rittiman and Dinardo, who will actually score the most goals, and then they would just, you know, um, we would just be following that number during the world cha- previous World Championships. But now it's just Rittiman. I don't know who is the closest her with most goals in the. Um, in the World Championships, like the overall record. Because currently Corin Rüttemann has 56 goals in 42 matches from 2009 until 2021.
0: I mean, she's playing for. she's been playing for so many World Championships. She was almost here last time in Singapore. But
1: almost. <laughs> not quite, but almost. No, not
0: quite, but... <laughs> and of course, uh, Isabel Gehrig as well, part of this Swiss team who was instrumental in 2019 in particular when they when they got all the way to the final and almost beat Sweden in that incredibly enthralling world championships in Neuchâtel definitely so many and it would be a miss if we don't mention a couple of the young young guns also on this team Anja Vis Fitzi who both played in the under 19s in Katowice who are bringing in this new generation alongside Lynn Larsen as well, who's been incredible in, on defense, mm-hmm. um, and is a real star for the future and now, uh, who plays her, her club four ball for Klotten d'Ietlecon. So, an, an, a very nice mixture of experience and youth through this Swiss team, and see if they can reignite that magic from 2005, Mari. We shall see. We'll move on to the third team group A, Norway. We're very happy to see them here, and they're very, very good. Very talented, stacked throughout their roster. Um, I I think people sleep on Norway a lot of the time. They're not very, sort of, spoken about when it comes to the top teams in in floorball, but we've always seen them floating around and always been pushing the the top five, top six in general through their matches. And let's not forget, when, when the Women's World Championships began, all the way back in '97, they they got bronze. They beat Switzerland. And uh, they were also in the in the third place matchup last time we were here in Singapore in 2005, where they lost to Sweden. So Norway is not a team to be scoffed at, that's for sure.
1: Definitely not. Maybe there is also some Singapore magic for Team Norway.
0: Players to watch. It would be a miss of us to not mention our social media ambassador from Norway. Rikke. Rikke Ingebrig. Inge Brickstley Hansen. I Just cannot. say Rikke Hansen. Rikke Hansen, there we go. Um, she's been st- star for them for several years. She's still really young, still only 23, playing for Pigsball in the Swedish League and uh, certainly one of the core major players of this Norwegian team. Definitely. Certain, Certainly several players who uh, play their club floorball in Sweden, either with Swedish her- uh, Norwegian heritage or they are themselves moved over to play in Sweden. Several players for Lokerud Mariestadt. Uh, even we've even got a Kalmarsund player in uh, Emma Fager. So it's it's a very nice mixture of, of Norway and, and sort of Swedish play, based players. And uh, it'll be very interesting because I, I, I think as I mentioned before, people sleep on Norway. People underestimate Norway and, and I'm sure they'll be looking to prove all the doubters wrong in Singapore. Yes. They'll be certainly looking towards that top five spot, fighting Poland, Slovakia, uh, for that spot in the World Games in 2025, and uh, that really adds another level of spice to this tournament, that qualifications. For sure. uh, Every match now is critical, from first all the way down to, to eighth and ninth, and even the teams fighting out for best of the rest in the AOFC, for example, like all the Asian and Oceanities. Definitely. Last team of this women's world championship preview in Group A is the team with the best chant in all of floorball: Latvia. <laughs> <laughs> very crazy. Yes, I know. What
1: you, what you, always keep saying. But so, that, that that is a really catchy.
0: It's so simple yet so effective.
1: I know. Yeah.
0: So it's it's really good, and and this team is also very good. Um, again quite a young team they've got one of the youngest players in the whole tournament um, in Anja Darta Dankfelder who was born in 2007 so she's 16 years old and she's at a Women's World Championships Um, and not even just her it's Marta Reke as well also 2007 so uh, certain young guns on this this Latvian team who are going to be trying to push Norway and, and push even Switzerland and Finland in their group but maybe sort of Maybe that experience may come into effect, we may see in their matches, Mari.
1: Um, The thing is also, I think Team Latvia has not changed that much from 2021. Um, Many of the teams have changed quite a lot, like we just mentioned for Switzerland, um, for example. But Latvia, they have many key players who have been there for a few years now. For example, Elisa Elisabeth Bertina, Julia Rotide, Anna Ankudinova, Laura Gaugere, Simona Krabena. Sorry about my uh, pronunciation, <laughs> I must say already now, but they have many of those experienced players in the team. So, yeah, I think that's that's definitely a good thing for, for Team Latvia.
0: And of course, Anna Ankudinova, the human highlight role that she is with all of her. <laughs> incredible penalty shots and, yes. and, and 360 spin move goals. So she's another one to watch out for, number 95 on this Latvian squad.
1: She has the talent and she's not afraid to show it.
0: 100%. And uh, yeah, Latvia again. Um, they will certainly be aiming for that top five. And uh, whether they'll get it, we will shall see. So it's all the teams previewed, Mari. It's down to one last thing now our predictions. And maybe we can go and ask the rest of the IFF staff for their predictions as well.
1: We can, and then they might comment or not comment.
0: Let's say, let's start off with our medalists. So, bronze, silver, gold. Mari, after you.
1: Tough. Um, Third place, Czech Republic. Second place, Sweden. First place, Finland.
0: She's gone for it, ladies and gentlemen. She's gone for it. Finland are gonna break the streak according to Mali of Sweden eight times in a row and they are gonna stop Sweden from being nine times in a row world champion. So gold for Finland, silver for Sweden, bronze for Czech Republic also breaking their duct. So a bit of a historic WFC for your predictions. If
1: <laughs> if my predictions are correct, well obviously <laughs> quite often those are not, so but I just I just have to say what I've been thinking about now. Um, I've been seeing the, the, seeing the signs, so to say, or, like, just seeing the vibes from the teams. That's... and also the past Euroflow bar tour.
0: I'm, I'm going to go... I think I'm going to copy I think I'm going to go... Will you copy? Same. Really? I think I'm going to go check bronze. What
1: about Switzerland?
0: Sweden. I think it's going to be an incredibly close bronze medal game. I think it's going to go to penalty shots, and I think...
1: At least overtime.
0: I think yeah, I think the Czechs are finally gonna break through that that duct and um and get you know no, I'm changing it. I'm gonna go Switzerland in a penalty shot to win bronze. I'm gonna go Sweden silver, Finland gold. That's what I'm gonna go for. So almost the same as you, but I'm going Switzerland for bronze. Uh let's say. I don't know, Saraino Fitzie winning penalty shot in the bronze medal game <laughs> and in the gold medal game, overtime. time, Misa Turunen. You've heard it here first. So, there's Well, well you did hear
1: it here first, but maybe it's like,
0: <laughs> Yeah.
1: it's just our imagination. Or... It's our
0: predictions. Obviously, we've got no <laughs> impact on the final result. We're as much fans of yes. the sport as all of you are. And don't forget, you can also guess. You can guess on the app. Just go to the guess tab of the women's WFC. Put in all of your guesses for every game. And the person with the highest points at the end of the WFC will win the brand new Uni Hot Carb Skin Red Stick, which, can I just say, looks absolutely beautiful.
1: I no want that. No bias.
0: I... That looks absolutely lovely. I,
1: I kind of want that. Hmm. And
0: you could win that if you guess all of the the
1: well, I can't, but anyone else can. can.
0: You listening,
1: yes, exactly. You yeah. listening
0: can win that brand new, as of yet, as of today's recording, unreleased Unihoc red Carbskin skin stick that our colleague Mr. Terro Kauster helped us give as a prize. And now I think it's time for us, Mari, to ask the other members of the IFF staff for their predictions at this wfc let's go let's go we're going to start off with miss monica Kraus, monica competition department can you give us your bronze silver and gold prediction for this wfc
1: gold finland silver czech republic bronze sweden interesting
0: okay very nice thank you monica thank you. Thank you.
1: what about your predictions for this world championships derokalsta
0: good question. Um, I would be hoping for like a a really black horse, black horse, dark
1: horse. (laughs) I said the same thing in one of the podcasts, but it's not black horse.
0: I I meant dark horse. A really surprising winner would be really, really cool for the sport uh, or in general. But realistically speaking, I would say it's either Czech Republic or Finland. For the win. Yes. Sweden will be really hard to beat, but I would put my money on the Czech Republic. So with bronze, Sweden, they get beat in the final and Finland, uh, uh, sorry, silver, and Finland takes bronze. Okay. Did he say Finland bronze? Yes. Wow, that was from a Finn himself.
1: Terra said Czech Republic will win the whole thing.
0: There you go. And last but not least, Simi. The Swiss representative of the IFF, what are your predictions for the top three?
1: Well, I hope, or it would be nice for a change, but I guess it will still be Sweden, winning. Um, and then it will be probably Finland and Switzerland or Czech.
0: Come on, you've got to, you've got to <laughs> make a decision, you can't sit on the fence.
1: Okay, I will go for Switzerland.
0: There we go, no bias from her home nation whatsoever. So thank you everyone for giving us your predictions. Of course, like we said, you can also guess yourselves at home on the IFF app and win yourself a brand new Unihawk stick. And uh, we thank you very much for listening this preview podcast. And uh, last words from yourself, Manny.
1: It's gonna be really good event coming up starting on Saturday, 2nd December. Uh, From Singapore, follow on the IFF app. You will see all the matches with English commentary, and it will be fantastic. I will just say, fantastic.
0: For all of you who are fans of Mr. Ollie Hogburn, he will be back, our lead commentator for all of the major games, including the semi-finals and finals of this WFC. You'll also get to hear myself and Tero, who you heard just now in the predictions on commentary, and. Uh, Monica as well, maybe for one or two games, and uh, maybe Marie will get you in the future.
1: No. <laughs> okay.
0: So from uh, as we look out of our our pool and the the palm trees in Singapore, thank you very much for listening. We're very excited for this WFC, and we're very excited to see who will finish as gold medalists and world champions in Singapore.
1: Thank you so much. Bye
0: bye. Bye.